Here we are. It's episode 303 of the Spanish Announce Table. I am Tim. That is Tom over there. I don't know. If you're watching on our YouTube videos, you can see that Tom is, I think he's reading, not paying attention. I don't know if he knows Tom. Tom, the show started. Tom, hey, Tom. Hey, Tim. Hey. I was actually just brushing up on the PWI Top 500 for 2020. Uh, there's a lot of wrestlers in there, going to be completely honest with you, not too familiar with. So I was brushing up on uh, who I should know in the top 100, top 30, top 200, all of that stuff. So uh, it's, a, it's a very insightful journey that I'm going on, very educational. Tom loves to uh, stay informed for you, the listener, and he, he spares no expense with his time uh, in making sure he's up to speed uh, you know, on the latest and greatest. Because example, he is the latest and greatest. Yeah, for example, number 12, Brock Lesnar. Huh? Sounds mm-hmm. like an up-and-comer. Put him at 12, too. Pretty interesting. I bet uh, that guy's due for big things. Yeah, he seems like it. Seems like Blue a well-rounded, uh, nice individual. I bet you he gets along with a lot of people backstage. Mm. Community guy. Yeah, definitely. That's Community what I think guy. of when I yeah. just read that about Brock Lesnar, community guy. Yep. Hey, Tim, man, what's community up? What have you, you been up to? Not much, man. Um, working, watching the Chiefs win another football game, watching the K-State Wildcats win another football game, staying home, doing housework. Got a lot of housework done uh, on my days off this week, Tom. A whole lot. Like I'm a domesticated, uh, I've turned into a great house husband. As you should, Tim. As you should. Well, that is good pretty proud of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take some pictures. You know, mm-hmm. put it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, put it on TikTok. TikTok. There is a TikTok for the family. It's a Rainer Ranch. I put one up of the son snuggling up with one of the pups uh, for the Chiefs game, uh, the aforementioned Chiefs game. Uh, check that out, Rainer Ranch. You can also check us out on TikTok at Spanish Announce Table. Yeah, which uh, I've turned over to the dark side. I asked you for the credentials to log into TikTok. I hate myself. Uh, It is a mindless. It feels dirty. uh, Yep, I hate it. I literally have taken a shower every single time after viewing TikTok because I felt the film of just mindless videos. And I love it, but I hate it. It's so fun. Yeah, you can lose hours and be like, what I don't even remember any of it. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, that I will say, if I could give a criticism instantly to uh, TikTok, is if I open the app, that doesn't mean I'm instantly ready for a video. Ready to go, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Give you know with Instagram, I need to make sure my volume is down. Yeah, I need to make sure because typically with Instagram, if you go uh, open up the app, it will usually default to silent, and then you can turn on the sound. I like that. TikTok's I a little have, aggressive. I have noticed that, but like I haven't put it into those words, and I haven't heard anybody like specifically mention that. Now I'm going to ask people because everybody's got to be bothered by that, right? It has to be. Yeah, it has. Everybody's to be grumpy something. old men like us. You know exactly, exactly. Which, by the way, uh, for the YouTube listeners uh, and viewers, because they're viewers. viewing this, um, you'll notice that I'm in a different location. I'm down here in the dungeon. Uh, so one thing that I did this past weekend is uh, we were able to uh, reorganize and get the basement back together. So this is where I'd like to record. It's a little bit quieter. I will say this, though. 
Uh, it's not the most insulated area of the house, so you may hear Josephine the Wonder Dog running uh, back and forth to protect this kingdom, as she should. Uh, so just let that be known, that you may hear that. Uh, but also, I wanted to show off some of my great things here. Uh, over my right shoulder, you're going to see a great picture of Titan 16. That was the first ever event I was the live event coordinator for on HDNet, Mark Cuban's channel at the time. Uh, there you go, right there. And then over the left-hand shoulder, oh, I tell you what, this is the newspaper from Super Bowl 54 victors, the Kansas City Chiefs, right there. Patrick Mahomes celebrating the Super Bowl victory, your 2019-2020 world champion. Yeah, and 2021, most likely. Yeah. Most likely. We're just going to keep that train rolling. You know what? And it's full, so you can't get on. This train is so, off the rails, going full steam to 2021. Can't get on. Too much. Too many people on here. So speaking of the passing years, year over year, another year goes round. Tom, another year of Tom went round, and you another had a birthday. Another year of Tom. I had a birthday. It was my 35th birthday. Uh, felt like a big one because it's either Ooh. a five or a zero, right? Those are always yeah. the big ones. Um, extra knee pain, extra... Well, yeah. I mean, I always have that, right? I have a torn meniscus from three years ago that still hasn't been fixed. So that's always something. Uh, I got right shoulder pain from a shoulder surgery two years ago. Yeah, yeah I have a neck injury from wearing the neck collar because I have two torn ligaments in my neck. Can't bend my uh, toes on my left foot. I've got all of it. It's fun. Um, you sound like a pro wrestler. I know, right? Like, if I told you my injuries, you'd like, so you do a pro wrestling podcast, so you talk about your own matches? And I'd be like, unfortunately not. I'm just that Ew. broken. <laughs> Inside and right, out. Right, yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the birthday was really great. Uh, got a lot of, so this was an interesting birthday because of my interest. Some of them were still somewhat childish but then as you turn 35 then you start asking for different uh type of gifts so it was a good mixture and what i mean by that got a good aw beanie right oh what yeah there? what have we got there go ahead oh Tim. oh i was just uh i was looking for this beer that's why i went went out of frame for a second this pale ale uh Kansas city our original pale ale from boulevard anyway well, sorry yeah the aw beanie said. Yep. oh i i saw this aw beanie Online, you posted this AW beanie, and I've got to admit, I'm jealous. I'm a beanie guy, right? Because mm -hmm. of this, this, mm -hmm. you know, shaved head thing going on here. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm gonna start shaving it even closer because, man, the video users can see uh, this is significantly graying, right? So the beanie conceals yeah. that, and it keeps your head warm. It does all of those things. So I got that, got an AEW beanie, also got an AEW t-shirt, but then here's then where the mixture of getting older happens. I also got a few rubs from Meat Church. If you don't know what Meat Church is and you're into grilling, look them up on YouTube. Uh, they do a partnership with Traeger Grills. I have a Traeger Grill myself. Love all of it. It was so good. Go ahead. I used to get rubs from a guy named Meat Church as well. Well, yeah, but that was a little different. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that was a little different. Yeah, this is a little bit. This is some good old uh, barbecue rubs that I got. Uh, so I yeah. got that. Uh, I got a gym bag, which was good because my gym bag that I've had for years stinks way too bad. So I threw that out. Got a Nike yep. gym bag. Uh, nice. Got a book, Champion of the World by Chad Dundas. If you're into uh, books, I definitely recommend reading it. It's one of my favorite all-time books. You read 
a lot of books. I'm jealous. How many books do you think you read a year? So you think I read a lot, and then let me introduce you to my wife, and she just makes that number well, seem of so course. stupid. Uh, sure, of course. I read, she reads a book of, uh, every 15 minutes. Yeah, I read probably seven to ten books a year. That's probably, but I will say this to my credit. Nice. They're about 400 pages. They're not these, you know, romance novels, uh, instant uh, instant fiction where it's uh, 150 pages and you're done. I read those big ass, like the last book I read was the Ken Shamrock uh, biography, which was great. Definitely get that from Jonathan Snowden. Uh, the book I'm currently reading is by David Goggins. That's great. Um, but yeah, seven to 10. My wife, uh, she reads around 40. So when I get like five and she's like, well, so I'm on 32 and I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> so anyhow, um, champion of the world by Chad Dundas. Definitely recommend that book. Uh, so yeah, got some good old spices, got some good old pro wrestling gear and merch. Uh, and then I got a book and then some other fun things, um, from a great place called Academy sports, uh, competitor to Dick sporting goods. Yeah. Academy uh, sports. Academy Sports went there, picked up some other fun things there. Uh, so all in all, a really good birthday. It was really fun. And then it was ruined because, unfortunately, uh, my sister-in-law was diagnosed with COVID. She is pregnant. Uh, they already have a one-year-old. So we are freaking out about that. Um, you know, uh, it's not the best news in the world to get, but so far so good as far as her health is, you know, she's, she's a little tired, but she's also pregnant. So it could be a mixture of, well, are you COVID or are you pregnant there? You know what I mean? Um, but she's going through well, that. But those may even interact to kind of increase the, you know what I mean? Like you could be both of those and be extra tired. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, uh, she's, um, powering through as is my brother-in-law. He unfortunately has it as well. So, they're both handling it. They have a one-year-old. Uh, That's rough. Her, name is, her nickname is Abidactyl because she sounds like a little dinosaur. Uh, she's she's great. She She's not affected by this at all. She's running around throwing uh, little chief's puffs everywhere and just having a great old time. Gosh, so, so how are one. they, like, caring for – are they, like, having to, yeah, like – I mean, just, forgive me. I mean, not to yeah, ask no, she's just, personal. Yeah, you know? but they're just, they're just powering through. They're just, you know, you make it happen, so – so rough, man, and and we hey we public announce you know a public announcement PSA from the Spanish announce table, wear your damn masks, uh, do your social distancing as best you can, um, and wash your hands. Say, right, and what I will say without giving out too many details, obviously, because uh, I didn't necessarily clear it with them about this news, uh, giving it to you guys, the listeners. But I will I will say. They are mask wearers. They are social Oh, distancers. sure. I mean, you can still uh, get she it. Is a, yeah, but she is a occupational therapist. So you have to be in you that be all realm in, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, so that's most likely how transmission happened. I had somebody at work. I'm down there. I'm like, I'm, 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 put, I'm on the ground, like putting something under, and, and they were helping, and they leaned over, and, and they were right next to my head, and they start coughing. And I was like, mm. you can't do that. And, well, you can't and, do that even we're wearing before masks. COVID. Right. So we're wearing masks, but they were like, no, sorry. Hey, I was just, I like, I just started eating some almonds. I'm cho like, it's not COVID. Don't worry. And I was like, hey, but I think the issue is that, like, you don't know that it doesn't have COVID in it. Like, can you please? Well, like, not that, to be rude, but like, why would you be coughing near someone? Just walk away. If you know yeah. what you have, just like, that, that's again, pre 
pandemic, yeah. just if I go, <clears throat> I'm not going to stand next to you. I'm going to move myself away from everyone. Turn my head away at the very Put least. Put your shirt over your mouth. Ear. Yeah, all this I just Move. But I say move physically away from people. That's, that's just I, what I've always done. Yeah, Anyhow. I was very... Mm. Yeah, so... Uh, so you had a good birthday. Uh, I'm very happy about that. Had a good birthday. That. Yeah, birthday mm-hmm. was good. Uh, but I do feel a little dirty. I did join the TikTok via Spanish announce table, so I've made some throwback posts uh, that you can see on our table. Uh, working on one that I may need your help with going offline a little bit, but I'm trying to get the, uh, if you remember, the Bootios Stone Cold Steve Austin collaboration yes. that I did. Working on putting that up there for you guys here soon. Uh, yes. Other past videos you have. Uh, it's my Bret Hart impersonation. We have um, the John Cena video where I just recently posted that via losing the your hot sauce endeavor, hot sauce endeavor, which was you also losing to me, which was another one where I lost to you yep. in picks. Uh, so fun content there. And obviously you got some clips from the podcast as well. So if you want to listen to this again in shorter versions, head over there. But yeah, so yeah. the other thing that happened, though, and let's get into this. Uh, it was NXT TakeOver 31. We don't fact mm-hmm. check. I 31. Think it was 31. 31. Yep. Yep. Triple XI. There you go. And so uh, if you checked out the YouTube channel, you did see that I did an instant reaction. Had a f- couple people actually join. Read one of the comments from Theo75. Theo, thank you so much. Uh, so again, on the next big event, uh, be sure to head over there as soon as the event is over. And that's when I go live. I'll give you my instant reaction. You can chime in. I'll respond to it. From right there in the dungeon. Right here in the dungeon. Uh, And then the next day, you got the less than instant reaction from Tim. Again, you can find both of these videos on our YouTube channel, uh, Spanish Announce Tube on YouTube. Uh, Yep. Table was taken, and they don't do anything, and I'm mad about it. Of course. Of course. But it's the Spanish Announce Tube. It's better. I like it better. It's a little bit more... uh, it's a lot more fun to say to people. Yes. It's the so Spanish Announce Tube. Because it's a, yeah, you're watching it. It's not a table. It's on the YouTube. It's the Spanish Announce Tube. Exactly. So you can catch our uh, thoughts there, but we did want to uh, do a little bit of ping pong back and forth on uh, NXT TakeOver 31. So the first thing I'll do, and I'll start it off and then I'll get your thoughts here, is uh, this was not at the Full Sail University. This was at the Capital. Yeah. What was it called? Capital Wrestling Wrestling Center. So the Capital Wrestling Corporation, I think, was the company that the McMahons purchased started. I forget exactly how that started. You know, the original Vincent Kenny, you know. Um, And so that was the homage to that. Uh, But I like the overall look of this way better than anything they've done with with the Thunderdome or anything like this. This feels cooler, right? This feels like pit fight style to me. I like Mm -hmm. the wall of videos better than the fake rows. It just all of it. I like that there's they still got the people in there because that I liked that when they went away with that. I was like, ah, no, I liked the people in there banging on the walls and screaming, even if it was bad WWE scripted cheers. Right. It even feels a little less so in NXT, if I can say that. Like it feels like they give them a little more free reign because it's it's less specific. They're not chanting out like Gargano, you suck. There's just more of the like, you know what I mean? They're just banging and screaming and not really like doing the. The classic, like, boo on cue, right? Everybody boo on three, right? So I like it a lot. I think it's a way better setting. Um, full sale was cool. We loved full sale in the crowd, but when the crowd's gone. You're right. That's the part. You know, yeah. so 
yeah. crowds can come back, which the state of Florida, it might. Uh, we don't know how many people will go, but I think in the state of Florida. Full capacity. Yeah, he Full said capacity? everyone come back, which. What the f- Whatever, right? But <laughs> whatever. anyhow, I like the mixture. We're all going to like all right. what your point was. I like the mixture of live fans that can bang and do all the stuff, but then you can add that fake crowd noise and it still makes sense because you could say, well, it's coming from the screens, which we know it's not, but the illusion, the optical illusion of all of those screens, that noise, plus the real people, I think gives it a cool feel. So yeah. uh, I did like the, the, the restart revamping of where NXT will take uh place from. So, and I also like the name. I think the name's cool too. They already have merch, of course. Uh, the video. I think this is something they could use for like NXT and other things moving forward constantly because like they could, I envision a time in the future, the capitalist mecca WWE, they're going to charge, you know, for a dollar 99, you can be on the NXT uh, mm-hmm. screen, right? And mm-hmm. people eat that up, dude. They will yeah. be. On the wall of the Capitol Wrestling Center while the real crowd is down below. Like, yeah, easy money for them. Uh, I think, yeah, I, th- I like the video packages that uh, gave the viewer an understanding of why it was called it, the history behind the name, things like that. So I thought the show kicked off pretty well. And then we got right into the North American Championship match. Uh, Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano. Uh, as you saw from my instant reaction, just a overall high-level view. I thought Johnny Gargano was the MVP of the night. Uh, I thought his work here was really done well because he's that heel, that uh, that I want to punch you in the face kind of heel. Not a chicken shit because he doesn't necessarily always run out of the ring, but he's also not going to you know chest bump you and get in your face and point you in the eye and say, like, you suck. So he does that really well. And then obviously in the Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, the backfiring of the ref spot I like too. So this was good. Damian Priest uh, continues to roll on. I don't know what happens next for him, but it was a good win. I don't know what happens next for him, but I on NXT, they did kind of, they, they hit on the verbiage, and we know everything they say is for a reason, right? They hit on the verbiage of him being NXT's resident rock star, right? I think that is where they're taking him, less of the dark evil and more of the um, slash. Um, yeah. Didn't we call him Slash's kid? Is that the one that we called him? Was Damian Priest Slash's oh, kid? Is that who I we did, said? Yes, we did say that. But yeah. I also wanted to say, uh, I said bet on it that Slipknot was going to be a part of this. Somewhat I was right. So Motorhead did the song <laughs> of the event. And because obviously Lenny has passed away, the lead singer from Slipknot sang the song. So I was kind of right. <laughs> I was kind of right that we still got some Slipknot in the NXT TakeOver. Nah? I'll give you that. All right. Okay. Half a point. Yeah. Half Tom a point. gets half a point. Half a point. I was almost <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so uh, after this match, we had the Velveteen Dream taking on Kushida. Uh, as I mentioned in the video, I liked uh, the Doc and Marty McFly kind of pairing in this match. thought that was interesting. I don't know. This one was hard because I get what they're trying to do, but I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm bought in yet. Uh, yeah, I liked the, you know, the tie in right with the back to the future as well, but I still am at the point with dream that, as I said, on my less than instant reaction on YouTube, check it out that, I just, he's the guy that cosplays at takeovers. 
And that's all he is now. He's a little weird, and he cosplays mm-hmm. being Dream. And I don't care anymore. Like, I am not so much into pop culture geek fandom where I'm like, oh, my God, he dressed like Captain America. I don't care. Yeah. Cool. Especially when it fits the opponent. Great. But I don't know. And with Kushida, I I think Kushida's awesome. Man, he's vicious. When he was in that ring, all I could do was like, this guy's great. But when WWE takes that person who can't speak the language and they try to put them forth, I don't know that it goes so well, right? And so... Yeah, and I think... Yeah, I think he is a victim of past WWE booking. You know, if if WWE didn't have this history of, well, he can't speak English and WWE doesn't know what to do with that, so it's going to be mid-card for the rest of his career. If we didn't have that history, we may be a little higher on Kushida. You know what I'm saying? It could be, well, what's next for this guy? But we automatically lower our expectations because it's like, well, look at Shinsuke Nakamura. Look at, you know, all the past uh japanese and international wrestlers who they just didn't know what to do with i've got a hell of an idea this is all scripted right Mm -hmm. just let them speak their normal language put up the subtitles and the other people can just pretend they understood it and just respond back in english right i mean what yeah there's movies where dogs talk to people so why not what do we give a shit right keep it going let's fucking keep the story going or, you know, even better because of all these fucking screens, you know, 360 views and stuff, have the subtitles up there. And if it's you and me and, you know, you're you're speaking a foreign language and then you say stuff to me, I'll just look up at the screen and it says, no, wait a minute. No, no, you suck. Yeah, you know? no, fuck and you. Look, yeah, <laughs> right? Right? And then it'll come yeah. back. I mean, we Remember the voice screens? that they had for the, the anonymous Not GM? Me? Just use that oh, yeah. voice to dub yeah. over. The- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean, honestly, the idea of doing subtitles and putting it on a screen and then having the wrestler look and then go back to it. It makes more sense than it makes more sense. I started to do that at work. We have people that speak another language and everybody would like try to do this weird, you know, thing Mm -hmm. that you do where you're like, no, over here, right? Mm -hmm. The chair. And I was like, hey, don't you have like a phone? Google Translate on that thing, right? You know, you can just talk right into it and play it back to me. (laughs) Guys, come on. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. Use the technology that you have available to you. Yep. All right, let's get back into uh, NXT TakeOver 31. The next matchup uh, that we had here was for the 205 Live Championship. Santos Escobar versus uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. You know, as much of a fan that I was of Swerve when he was um, uh, Strickland, uh, in MLW, I saw him there where he's pulling out his hair. Uh, he's having yep. feuds with low key things like that. Uh, I'm just that's not happening in NXT. And Santos Escobar, for as much as he's going into the lucha libre god, or you know, lack of a better term, just the the almighty lucha almost the libre, dictator, if you will. Yeah, like just the it's yeah. the one time where longtime listeners uh, will, will will know. I'm not a huge fan of, well, I'm Irish and you're Irish. That means we fight. Or I'm Mexican, you're Mexican. That means we fight. But in this storyline, this character, that is Santos Escobar and his group, this is when a Rey Mysterio or Andrade or one of those guys needs to say, like, you don't You've made it about Mexican wrestling. Right. That's when it needs to be 
Mexican wrestler versus Mexican wrestler because, like you said, the story is Mexican wrestling, and you, well, as a cheater, so doesn't represent this style. I think it can get there, right? So he needs to roll through some of these people, and like he said, he's trying to rebuild the division in the image of Lucha. So like, I think That's maybe true. if he like uses his muscle to get some rule changes or, or this and that, and everybody's like, hey, wait a minute, what the hell? And then. Yeah. That's when your boy Ray Mysterio comes around and is like, "Hey, no, 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 no. what are you doing here? To this rule right? Yeah. Set. yeah, you are I, not, you are not King Lucha. What are you talking about? Yeah, in '97 right. when me and Eddie were killing it at Halloween Havoc, you weren't the ones that were creating this phenomenon. I was, and Eddie was, and then you right. know, uh, Juventud Guerrero. He could just name drop all these guys uh, previous." That's where I think the ultimate storyline is for Santos Escobar. But going back to this storyline, I thought it was fine. You know, it was yeah. okay. I think the right guy won. That was good. But, yes. You know. Same thing. I, the go-home show got me hyped. But, again, this type of wrestling match wasn't my cup of tea, right? This is a little bit of that, I'm going to hold your hand while I flip, run, bounce. Yeah. Like, it was super choreographed, right? Mm-hmm. And to their credit, man, they hit it. They oh, must yeah, practice they that in the back awesome. over. They must go hours over going, all right, then drop down, roll over, jump, jump, left, leap, dip, dip, yeah. dip, dip. Great, man. But for me, I just it doesn't feel real enough, right? Yeah. It's um, super so, impressive, but it's yeah. also and it's also to the point now where you can go to almost any indie show and see those same moves. You know, the going back again to Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, when they were doing it, the next match Let's just say it was Chris Jericho and Dean Malenko. Like they were giving you another kind of cruiserweight match, yeah. but it wasn't the same high flying. Now, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about AEW here in a second, but Brian Cage, who's 300 pounds, is doing a standing backflip. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not as impressive if Santos Escobar does it as well. So, okay, I liken this to singing, right? I'm impressed if you can sing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, man, that's cool. I, uh, I wish I could sing like that. Mm-hmm. But outside of like Celine Dion and stuff, like I'm like, okay, not everybody can sing, but what, across a hundred people, I've probably ran into twelve to twenty that can. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, yeah, you know, cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like, mom, listen to this person right. <laughs> sing. That's how I feel about some of this style of match. I'm like, yeah, like you said, I could go watch that on my indie scene mm-hmm. and watch the same the same moves, the same match. And I'm looking for the emotional connection of why to care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've hit that a bunch of times. And I don't know that this gave me a whole lot of that. It's It did in the promo. And I got to the match and I was like, okay, yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Man, these guys are athletes and they're great. Exactly. And yeah. it was fine. It was fine. And that's a compliment because, honestly, for the longest time, 205 Live was, wait a minute, that's on? Like, So at least yeah. it's getting to a point where I'm watching it. You know what I'm saying? And they have so, a unique angles going. I like it. Yeah, they have some stories. So, again, Spanish announce table here, we are invested in stories, not moves. So that's where we're going to give you more of our feedback. All right, next up we had the women's uh, NXT championship match. Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, as I mentioned Johnny Gargano comes in about midway part of the match, tries to be the ref. I really thought that that was going to be 
I'll uh, ECW one yep. night stand, get a fast three count. Now we have a new champ. I like that it backfired. It made Johnny Gargano s- seem more of a two left feet, you know, dork. Yeah, which was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought the I thought the most interesting part of this whole segment though was post match, where Tony Storm says, "Hey, bitch, I'm coming for you." And so Io Shirai's like, "All right, fine, like bring it." And two seconds later, motorcycle Moon comes in. And Ember Moon's like, guess what? I smile and ride a bike now. And so you got two challengers, hopefully. And so I like that. Well, so, and then you fast forward to NXT last night. We're recording this on Thursday night. I don't know when it'll get posted. Hopefully by Friday evening. Um, I, it felt, she had a promo and that's how it felt, did Ember Moon. It's She was nervous and kind of doing the nervous laughter when she's supposed to be saying, I'm not taking shit from anybody now, now that I'm back. But she's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just felt, I was like, God, I don't know. She's another one for me that's like the Sasha Banks, Bailey types that they came along. And I think there's still that available for Ember Moon because she is athletic. She clearly loves this. But right now, it feels like what the Bailey character, like, it represents what that really was, where she's just like, this, I'm so happy to be here. And that doesn't fit the character she's supposed to be portraying right now. So I don't know how well it's really going to go over, but they get to kind of manufacture how well it goes over right now. So, Yeah, I think she's a victim, uh, and I believe I even said this on the video that I did. uh, I think she's a victim of almost 50-50 character booking, where it's, I'm dark and mysterious, and check out my eyeliner, and I could be going the route of an Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, Kane, Mankind. But then when I'm needed to be cool and normal, then I just talk like Bailey and hey, isn't this neat and pro wrestling is cool. And it's like, so what the fuck are you? Are you mysterious, dark, crazy girl? Or are you, I love wrestling, check me out. And then where does the motor, who cares that you're on a motorcycle? Yeah. Everyone can ride a motorcycle. Well, you know what I'm saying? Given the general population, everyone can ride a motorcycle. So like, what are you? It's it, that's that's her biggest issue. That's my biggest issue with her character is I couldn't tell you an elevator pitch on what this character is, and that's the hardest thing to 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 get over is when no one really knows what you are. Right. And getting back to the Gargano um, involvement, I yeah, it was cool that it backfired, but in the end, I just felt like that ending got a little overdone and convoluted. And well, I was just like, this is a lot going on. So what I will say, generally speaking, uh, again, taking a step back and looking at the whole event from a high-level view, I thought, one, this wasn't one of the most memorable takeovers in the world. And mm. two, my biggest criticism I would give of this event is every match was, oh, they kicked out. Okay, but... Yeah. You know, Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor, which we'll get into next, had a two week build. So Kyle O'Reilly kicks out of uh, a big, you know, Hurricane Rana or whatever the move was. All right. But I'm not I, I'm not invested. And the only thing you're making me invested in is that he or she kicked out at two. And you can only do that for so much. And they did that in every single match. They did it a lot, yeah. It, um, I, we used to call that the, I think, the ROH style, like real early, mm-hmm. like yeah, 
Uh, it just, yeah. I, well placed, the multiple kickouts is great, but when you do it every match, it's kind of like, well, are you guys good or not? Yeah, is he able to knock somebody out or what? And also the stakes to it, right? Am I emotionally invested? Do I want you to win? Or if you fucking win, am I going to be pissed off? You know, like that adds to the false finish is the Mm -hmm. outcome. If the outcome is if this person gets the victory, you know, uh, going back to like the invasion angle, WWE's taken over by ECW and WCW. Oh my God, what would happen there? Right. But if it's just for a championship, which again, a championship does mean something, but if it's every single match, I'm checking out. Then I'm just saying, well, it's 8.18. I know this ends at 9 o'clock, so I'll check back in at 9.50 to see what the cool finisher was. And that's all. Like, right. I'm just, I'm done, you know? So, anyhow, going into the main event, Kyle Riley, Finn Balor, uh, very physical match, as we learned uh, on NXT. Finn Balor has two broken, well, he broke his jaw in two different places. So, Christ, mm. that hurts. Uh, I don't think he's going to give up his championship, but he did end up retaining um yeah that's weird there's a twitter account that i follow that is it's like the 30 day rule i I forget its exact thing but check it out it's it's called what 30 day rule and it tracks this and every time somebody goes over 30 days they just start pinging the twitter they're like it has been 31 days since you know i mean (laughs) john moxley defended right dean ambrose's united states title run so great oh man it's so great and then so on night of champions at the end they were like all right here, here, here. They're like, I guess I'll see you on October 4th or whatever, you know, like whatever the next person that was. Yeah, it was, it's interesting. It's a fun Twitter account to follow. And on Twitter, we are at Table Show. Don't forget to also follow that. That's at TMAC underscore 816. I'm at The Awesome Voice. Um, but, yeah, you were saying. Uh, I was going to say uh, this was a fine match. Uh, unfortunately, because of injuries, I think everything is scrapped because, again, Finn Balor has a, a broken jaw in two different spots. He's going to be on the shelf for a while. Still going to stay a champion, so I can see some promo work going back and forth, yada, yada, yada. Determine a new number one contender. That'll buy us some time, too. But post-match, they got us with those credits again. They do the handshake, Kyle Riley, Finn Balor, we're good. There's the credits. Oh, wait a minute, we're not done. Rich Holland has Adam Cole over his shoulder, dumps his lifeless body over the guardrail. Unfortunately, fast forward to Wednesday, looks like Rich Holland may have broke his ankle, ripped some tendons in his ankle. I don't know. Uh, He had to be carted off, so maybe that storyline just goes nowhere. So a very uh, dud, and not for anyone's fault, but a very dud finish if you go to nxt to see what was going to be the fallout and it looks like absolutely nothing yeah and that's unfortunate and they're not necessarily i mean they've got other folks around and the performance center is there so it's not like oh what do we do but they also they didn't have this like bag of well-established plug and play Mm -hmm. folks necessarily at the moment right they were in kind of that who are we who are we fluffing next right um and uh, yeah that that is unfortunate that always kind of sucks because you're like all right i was interested i was like i don't know this all feels out of nowhere and but but that can be fun right right. sometimes when it's like out of nowhere it's like well this big bastard would murder adam cole let's see what he can do yeah semi-simple if that guy was like well he's one of the best i'm about to prove that he's a chump 
<laughs> so you're one like, okay. thing, if you caught on NXT that I I may have been reading into a little bit too much though, is it seemed as if Rich Holland was alluding to the effect that uh, effect that maybe he was paid to take out Adam Cole, mm. almost like a, a hired hitman, which then would raise the question, well, who paid him? Kyle O'Reilly, baby. Kyle O'Reilly. Was it Bebe. Uh, the other two members of yeah. the Undisputed Era? To yeah, the other guys, Bebe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, who knows? Was it Finn just for fun? I mean, you know what I'm saying? We don't know. Uh, maybe that's the route they go to salvage. Maybe it was Bo Dallas. Oh, that'd be so cool. I love Bo Dallas. Bo Lee. What is Bo Dallas doing? I think he Where's got Bo fired. Dallas? Yeah, where, what is he doing? Oh, you know. Bo! Yeah. Bo knows... Wrestling. Don't you got like oh. a mug? He got like a Bo what? mug, don't you? I do. Wouldn't that be so cool if he just ripped off Bo Jackson's 1990s campaign with the Bo nose and it was just bullshit because he looks like a sack of shit and just, you know, nothing like Bo Jackson? Anyhow, I just thought that'd be funny. I love Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson's the greatest athlete of all time. God, don't he's intense. Uh, anyhow, let's get into some uh, fun stuff here uh, to kind of cover more of the basis of wwe as tim mentioned we are recording this on a thursday night if you get it on a friday you may be listening to it after smackdown so the draft had already started but for us it has not and so what we're going to do now is a fun fantasy draft of raw smackdown and then together we're going to take whatever's left and then give you an nxt kind of top five roster so uh, to lay out the rules here, what we're going to do is, since Tim wins everything, Tim will get uh, the first overall pick, and he can pick the brand he wants to pick for. I will then have to take the second brand, obviously, either Raw or SmackDown, and then I will take the second pick. We're only going to give you a top five, because again, we could be here all night talking about, well, where would the returning Heath Slater go? We, yeah, we're, we're not, not arguing over Mandy Rose, right? Yeah, we're not going to tell you where Spoiler, she's not in the top five. Yeah, Sonya Deville, also not in the top five. Spoiler. Shorty G? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so anyhow... Uh, we're going to do a top five. We're also going to, in this top five, most likely cover some of what you saw on Monday night and also more of our SmackDown thoughts. Um, we're going to consider all current storylines. And so what I mean by that to the listener or viewer, I told Tim this off air, um, if you're going to break up, for example, a Alexa Bliss, then that means you're ending or you have to explain the Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt storyline. So that's also to consider. Uh, so with all that fun gas bag uh, introduction, let's do our top five. So Tim, first tell us the brand you're going to be picking for and your number one overall pick. I struggled with this for a second because I was like, mm, you want to go raw, right? I mean, you want to say Flagship raw. ship show. But SmackDown's on Fox. And... I mean, that's national TV, but ratings haven't been so hot. It may not be there forever. USA is a four-life partner. USA has battered wife syndrome. They will stick with, with Raw forever. So I am picking Raw. All right, so I will take SmackDown. So, Tim, you are on the clock with the first overall pick in the 2020 Spanish announce table WWE mock draft. You select... Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, that's the one to go with, right? The tribal mm -hmm. chief. Uh, you got mm -hmm. some fun things going there. I think if you were to 
uh, dig deeper into this draft of what they would do, you most likely then would be getting the Usos as well. Right. Uh, so that would be kind of a, an assumption. you know, Or one of them. Or one of them. And then the other one, maybe Jay, gets built into a superstar on SmackDown. Could happen. Hey, uh, he looked like he wasn't terrible throughout that whole thing. We didn't talk about that because he got murdered and he got mm-hmm. kind of pumped. But he did that really well, and he looks like – He's ready to go. Like if if all of a sudden they're like, oh, somebody got injured, and we need to plug somebody in to kind of fill that like hanging around the lower upper card, you know, high mid card. Jay Uso fits definitely. And uh, to build up the rematch with Roman Reigns, he picked up a victory over AJ Styles, which you know on your resume always looks great. So yeah, definitely could be someone who could be left alone post uh, pay per view uh, from Roman Reigns and maybe Jimmy. So. All right, Roman Reigns is your first overall pick. I like that. Um, Then I'm going to go, and this is a little chalk, and it also is on brand for WWE. If you go Roman Reigns, then on SmackDown, I'm going to go with the Friday Night Messiah. What would be another, uh, the Friday Night Fellowship? That's what they would probably call it. The Friday Night Fellowship with Seth Friday Night Father. Ooh, the Friday Night Father. No, well, then that's getting into like Friday Night Fuhrer. No, we're not going. No, we're not going to go there. I can nope. see the fellowship, mm. the fellowship of Seth Rollins, something like the that. The fellowship of Friday Night. Yes, the fellowship, the fellowship of Friday of Night. Friday night. Yeah. yeah, the fellowship of right. Friday Night. I'm going Seth Rollins. I think obviously he can give you an hour long match if you need it. Um, he can go solo, cuckoo, uh, cult leader. Well, who you got following you? Everyone's following you. Well, no one's around you. Well, shallot, you know, that kind of guy. Uh, so I'm going to go Seth Rollins. And obviously, you know, WWE is going to have these picks back to back. So if you go Roman, I think you have to go Seth next. So I got Seth Rollins. Yep. Then I think. Ooh. You check out the females too before I pull that trigger real quick. Easy, don't. Hey, where's your wife at? Christ's sake, Tim. yeah, get it together. Right, check out Married out. for Christ's sake. Yeah. Now I'm gonna stick with the men. <laughs> and there you go. That's I'm how you go, do it. I'm gonna stab you right in the heart, and I'm gonna take the bro, the original oh. bro, Matt Riddle. Oh. Yeah, that's a kick right to the dick. I love Matt Riddle. God. Mm-hmm. Bless it. And I think you can get away with more of that weed humor on USA than you can on Fox. I think you can do the like, well, I'm going to go as high as you need. You know, one of those lines and everyone kind of giggles because it's weed and weed's fun. Uh, Yep. I like that pick. I like that pick. All right. I'm going to say Friday Night Smackdown. We need a baby face here, right? Baby faces are are kind of uh, not uh, the focal point of WWE. So with that, I am going to go with my number two pick, and this is breaking them up, but not breaking them up. Going Big E. Mm. Big E stays on SmackDown, but that doesn't include the rest of the New Day. This is a solo act. Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston... And this is a good way, I think, to say, hey, these three are now singles competitors, but we didn't do this stupid, you stab me. And and it's not stupid, but I'm saying the stereotypical, you stab me in the back, you stab me in the back. Oh, we're all mad at each other. It's just a split. 
And whenever we need to come back to this at a Survivor Series or WrestleMania or whatever, they can come back and rejoin. Just like the, 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 um, what's that friends, you know, the Marvel friends where it was like Superman and all that, where they would all Wonder Woman, you know what I'm talking about. Nerd yeah. Stuff. I mean, That's you stuff. know, but I got yeah. Big E. Big E is my second overall pick. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so you're taking from your own roster there too. Yeah. Huh? You're just making sure you can keep him there. Right. That, right. He's a, he's yeah. a hot commodity. I think he's the best member of new day. So I want to keep him on my side. So I got Big E. Yeah, let me make sure I look at the raw roster too to make sure there's nobody I want to like. Since you stole Seth Rollins, that kind of yeah, you know. know? Well, everyone's available. Well, yeah, I was looking at the NXT one as well. I've got it pulled up here. Um, You know, Uh, let me see here. But I think I want to stick with stealing the SmackDown talent because I'm taking the Fiend. Oh. You are a vicious asshole. I tell you what, name your sex tape. Um, Yeah, man. Damn it. That's a good one. And with three hours, he can give you that extra content. So, like we said with... um, Oh, and let me clarify, too, also my pick with uh, Seth Rollins does not include Buddy Murphy. So that's a clean split, right? The right. Uh, the Monday right. or the Disciple thing, maybe we drop or whatever, but we're just going to... Yeah, my thing Rollins. is splitting him and Bliss, right? Well, um, so what so- do you do there? So I think with Bliss on SmackDown, obviously that would be up to you, but I think, because with Raw, you don't have to explain it. He just shows up. But I think with SmackDown, my suggestion to you there, uh, the great honorable general manager of SmackDown, Tom, uh, would be that you have her lost and like just uh, uh, like really freaking out. Everybody's like trying to snap her out of it. And she stays that kind of dark, like, and she kind of snaps on them and she's always looking for that lost hole in her heart if you will right and she's just now that weird so, creepy female character so but do you want to keep that storyline we can maybe make it well i think you hang it in the background for if they're ever reconnected right but she's gone weird creepy dark and this was the catalyst because remember when you get involved with bray wyatt you're forever changed that's true that is true i like that all right so i'm going with my third pick and i am taking from nxt i'm taking who i think is the most miserable son of a bitch in the entire WWE. I'm taking a little overreach, maybe a little overreach. Probably should go into like the tens to twenties, but I'm taking him in my top five. I'm taking Timothy Thatcher. Ooh, I thought you were about to say uh, Champa. Champa. No, 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 no. I'm going Timothy Thatcher. I think he's got uh, more things he can have fun with. I think. I think. Tommaso Ciampa would be another good one to bring up to a main roster because he's kind of floundering. But Timothy Thatcher has no real ties to NXT, so it doesn't seem like you're watching an NXT wrestler on SmackDown or Raw. And his in-ring talent's awesome. He's miserable, so you could do a lot of fun stuff with that babyface or heel. Uh, and I think I think he is a more advanced and more entertaining and this isn't a slight on the other guy uh version of Sheamus I think you can do a plug and play like Sheamus but have better matches with Timothy Thatcher to where if you want to do the miserable I'll fight anyone like Sheamus has done awesome but if you want to do the I'll jump you in the back because I think you're an asshole and that's a kind of a dick move on my part he can do that too so there's there's the third pick I like that. And um, 
I'm coming to a realization tonight. Uh, SmackDown has the way better talent in WWE, but it's the way shittier show. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, the writing must suck on SmackDown because with my fourth pick, I'm taking from SmackDown again. And this one's going to be long-term listeners of the show are going to see my growth uh, of opening towards this person. And I'm taking the phenomenal AJ Styles. Wow. You're an asshole. <laughs> wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that could actually be a real uh, help because, no, you're a dick because you took Roman Reigns. So you're still making AJ Styles suffer because he hates Paul Heyman. Shoot. Uh, so much so you still hate him even though you like him you still are torturing him good call tim that's yeah. the way to do it mm-hmm. you give him a bump up in notoriety but you still make him uh hate his life way yep. to go yep i like it all right well that's a jerk move so there you go uh with my fourth pick i've got to get some females so this is where we're gonna have a little fun. And this is where I think SmackDown should go. I understand that SmackDown needs to attract the most viewers because it's Fox and with Fox, you need the highest ratings, right? So you put all of the biggest names, you know, whatever. Right. But I also think uh, if you can build new talent, new talent attracts newer viewers and get it on the biggest network. So going again, left field and you guys might hate this and Tim, you might hate this, but I need some females on my roster and I think the best female right now is Cuckoo Asuka. So I'm taking Asuka with my fourth overall pick. That's not bad. She is fun, right? For whatever reason, she yeah. is fun. One of those promos uh, that she does in yeah. her own native language that no one understands around her. Her her in-ring style can, again, give you 20 minutes if you need an extra 20 minutes to fill. Um, and... You know, she's international. She's got that flair to her, and everyone loves her on the IWC. So I think it gets those people over to Fox as well. So I'm taking Asuka with my fourth pick. All right, with my fifth pick, I am picking from my own roster here on Raw because I want to keep this guy on because I think he's that damn good right now. And I'm taking, from out of nowhere, Randy Orton. Randy Orton, that promo uh, from uh, Raw – uh, was amazing. Like when he rent like down the whole lineage of what he did to them because we didn't see it right because it was right. dark and he and like he painted the picture that we didn't get to see. It was so amazing, right? Um, and I want to go to hashtag tweet the table because we missed this one last week, but it's fitting now that we're talking about it. At Katie First Lady, by the way, on Twitter, use hashtag tweet the table. You might get read on the show just like at Katie First Lady. She says, "Okay, so I've thought about it, and after tonight, Orton wearing night vision goggles to beat up a bunch of legends." It's about the stupidest thing I've seen this year, and that's counting retribution. He just looks silly, and it was not necessary. Hashtag tweet the table. I agree. At the time, I thought that. After the promo, I'm kind of all right with it. I mean, it saved them, you know, Ric Flair having to act like he got beat up again. That's You know, that kind of stuff. If we're going to say that Ric Flair got beat up, I don't want to see Ric Flair even simulating that he's getting beat up. So I was okay with the fact of, hey, we're trying to tell a story. Again, this is all uh, kayfabe. It's all Right. Fake. Remember that. So real people's healths are in our hands, you know, WWE's hands. So let's it's okay. Let's 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 give him a pass. Let's not kill Ric Flair. Exactly. Let's try to not kill Ric Flair. So I was completely okay with it. Um, that's a good pick. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna take away from you. Again, Fox needs some big star power, and I'm going kind of uh, newish, right? I mean, Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins, and he's you know one of the top main guys, but you need some legacy star power here. So I'm taking to separate them too. Because this is, I think, would be great because they don't need to have another fucking match because they already had the greatest match of all time. With my fifth pick, I'm taking Edge. Mm. Edge, huh? You're banking on him putting in some work, huh? Yeah, I'm taking him. I think that is a, a person that younger viewers, when they watched when they were 10 and then they kind of checked out, will come back and flip through Fox. Or you can put a Edge versus... Seth Rollins promo on a Fox NFL Sunday game, you know, things like that. And everyone will be like, oh, Edge is back, or, you know, if they're not paying attention to the product. So I think he gives you that bigger star name uh, appeal. So I'm going Edge with my fifth overall pick. All right, so let's run this down. You picked Seth Rollins, Big E, Timothy Thatcher, Asuka, and Edge. And I picked Roman Reigns, Matt Riddle, The Fiend, AJ Styles, and Randy Orton. I think I smoke showed you on this one. No, no, I got diversity. I got star power. I got new stars in the making. I got it all. I you like got it. fired when you keep losing the ratings to me. No, nope, not even yep. close. Not even close. Yep. All right, so let's do now NXT. So let's just say NXT's roster. They don't have Timothy Thatcher, right? So of all of our picks, Timothy Thatcher was taken away. Who would you say? Let's just give them five picks of five people that would go down and down is a improper word, but you understand what I'm saying here. Five people who you would move to NXT from either raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Let me see here. So I'm going to pull that up now. Well, let's just go back and forth. I'll, I'll do the first one. You can do the next one, right? Okay. So let's say, we're not going to go too big, right? Because that's not how they do it, right? Let's right. be Drew realistic McIntyre, here. I think, would be off limits here. Right, yeah. Huh. Pause, 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 pause. Well, you want me to go? Quick. I have someone to name. Oh, yeah, okay. You go first. You pick the first one. I'm going with the wrestling machine. He's being reinvigorated. He's going against guys his own size. We're fucking dropping that bullshit shorty G gimmick. That's the, yeah, that's what I was just Chad zeroing in Gable. on. Chad yep. Gable. Then you could do 205 Live if you want, because he did have matches in that uh, you know promotion. Or he's the same size as Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano and all of these people. So it wouldn't be this shorty G, because he's probably two inches taller than all those guys. So it looks the part there of going Chad Gable. All right, I've got pick number one, dose for... NXT, they're going to stick with the SmackDown. They're going to draw. You you said you wanted to break them up, clean split. Then we're taking Xavier Woods, and we're going to start this Xavier Woods singles run with his own thing, his own heady stuff on NXT. That way he's removed from the mm -hmm. pancake dudes. Yep. He's got to do something here. I like that. That's a great pick. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going, again, thinking uh, for the ratings – uh, as another week passes, AEW um, beats NXT in the ratings, and it doesn't seem like they're moving away from Wednesday nights. So uh, if you look at Raw, they think he's a big star. So let's move that star power over to NXT. I already mentioned it before with Santos Escobar, but I'm taking Rey Mysterio. No Dominic, 
Dominic can stay on Raw and be his own guy. But I'm taking Rey Mysterio and I'm putting him on NXT. If Chris Jericho is going to give you the demo god on AEW, you need to combat that with another big name. And I think Rey Mysterio can at least give you a, a fighting chance there. So I'm going Rey Mysterio. So that's good because I was gonna, I was thinking that, uh, and I'm gonna go away from this pick because I was thinking, what's a good bigger, older guy name? And I was thinking Jeff Hardy. I was zeroing in on that, right? Um, because all the matchups you could do there. Oh my goodness, yeah. Albeit, it would feel a little bit like the Jeff Hardy tour. Mm -hmm. So it's good that we're going away from that. So I'm gonna go back through here and I'm gonna look at. You know what I'm gonna do? I don't. I'm going to take Shelton Benjamin. I'm going to send away him. away from the Hurt Business. Yeah. Yeah, because let's be honest. He's not adding much to the Hurt Business. Bobby Lashley already is the like the the muscle. The muscle. Mm -hmm. And I think he Cedric's would fit better the there again. Flyer. Yeah, he's going to be able to show them some, you know, he's going to be able to go with these young athletes. He's going to be able to show them a thing or two, some real mat wrestling, to kind of, which is kind of somewhat of an angle that they've been playing with in NXT. I think that would be a good fit, Shelton Benjamin. All right, I so like you got the it. last one. So, as I mentioned, Timothy Thatcher, I think you can have a lot of fun stuff with on SmackDown, and it's a fresh new character, even though you were probably doing some more uh, traditional booking with him. Um, but I don't think you should ever have two of the same character uh, so with that, I would move Sheamus to NXT. I like that. Yeah. Then you can do, then you could have a little bit of the miserable asshole match with Tommaso Ciampa, who says, this is my yard. I'm the, you know, grouch over here. And then Sheamus is like, no, I'm the new grouch. So fuck off. And then how would you, you contemporary up? Sheamus a little, cause he's still always, his name is Sheamus. So he's always going to have that Irish tie. Mm -hmm. But how do you not go outdated 80s stereotype with it? Well, I would I would just do, you know, the bar gimmick I don't think is the worst thing in the world. If you go to AEW, and we'll get into our recap here in a little bit, uh, but John Moxley did a, a promo at the bar where, you know, he took a shot at the very end and, was you know, he's like, hey, I don't know, man, as you say, uh, Lance Archer, everyone dies. And he just takes a shot. And it gives him that aura of like, this is where I hang out. And I'm okay with whatever the consequences it was fun. are. Yeah. That was a fun promo. And so if you take a little bit of that, you know, aura and add it to Seamus, don't go Guinness. That's the thing. Don't go, well, I'm Irish, so I drink Guinness. And <laughs> right. You don't do that. You just go like you know what I do? I beat fucking people up. And you know where I and do And if you're going to stick the with bar. the Irish thing, like, find some of that, like, Irish, like those dropkick Murphys or something. Like, do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? More that's updated. cool with the, you're right, not cliche. Charms. Right. Yeah. And, and so just to clarify why, again, because I said Timothy Thatcher and Seamus can't have the same character twice. Well, you can't have the same character twice when uh, someone is new emerging. It's good when... The old established guy has another legacy kind of same character, and it's like, well, no, I'm I see a lot of you and me, yeah, kid. Right, right yeah, like yeah. that thing. Or me the and new you, guy. Right. I don't that that di dynamic. I don't like as well. So let me clarify that because I know people are like you just said bullshit. So anyhow, um, but yeah, drug wait a minute, people will shit talk you on the internet. Yeah, what? No way. Um, what? To clarify though, yeah, do more of the dropkick Murphys. Do more of the 
it doesn't have to be Guinness. I take Jaeger or whatever it is, or I'm here to hurt fucking people. <laughs> you know, yeah. I would even like Seamus has to know, do the research, whatever, like what do the edgy, you know, aggressive dudes in Ireland wear, right? Like dress like that. Like currently. I do like his look. I don't like his in-ring look with his uh, tongue, uh, with his Tr- uh, t- wait, man, what am I trying yeah. to say here? It's tights or trunks, whatever yeah. the fuck it is called. I don't like that. But when he's backstage and he has the uh, the worst term in 2020 still, wife beater on and the little fedora and all of that, yeah. I like that look. That look yep. should be his in-ring look as well. Looks like he's fighting in an, in an alley. Yeah. Yeah. Because one of the greatest quotes does come from John Moxley where people ask him why he wears jeans when he fights. And he says, well, if I'm going to fight you, I'm not going to go change for it. I'm just going to fight you in whatever I showed up as like, yeah, he says, we never say, uh, Hey, you want to fight? Take off your pants. Right. Exactly. So that's what I would do. Freshen up Seamus with maybe a little bit of a dropkick Murphy's theme. Have that, uh, tank. T- I'm not calling it a wife beater anymore. A tank top kind of view or tank top, top and then some pants and some doc martin shoes you know some steel toe boots whatever it is that's the shameless that i would get into yep i like that all right so now let's get into uh well did you have something i didn't mean to cut no no well we can wrap up the nxt picks we we took uh chad gable dropping the shorty g xavier woods that's one that excites me uh Mm -hmm. ray mysterio shelton benjamin and shameless that excites me too yeah so we got some legacy guys there too Seamus, yeah. uh, Shelton Benjamin, Rey Mysterio. And I think that's needed because I think a good Did way Xavier to Did Xavier Woods spend time there? For like a hot second, I think. Yeah. I think he yeah. was there for a hot second. But the last three of our picks I think would definitely help out NXT because to get a Rich Holland over, maybe he beats a Seamus, you know? Or Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, yeah. Yep. It, it helps when Rich Holland can beat a guy like that instead of beating uh, Thick Boy uh, you know who? Thick yeah, or great. the or Roderick Strong. Yeah, those guys are great, but they're not the legacy names for the casual viewer who NXT is trying to obviously get because they're losing to AEW. That's how it helps to transition those folks when they go to a main roster, right? Because they go, okay, you can be Sheamus. Well, he can hang. Yeah. So you can hang. Definitely. All right, so now let's get into it. Now let's get into our favorite part of the show because we love AEW. That's a shoot, brother or sister, whoever's listening. Um, let's get into AEW Dynamite. It was the 30 years of Chris Jericho. <laughs> His first match was on my birthday. Speaking of birthdays, October 2nd, um, again, 30 years ago, uh, but it was against Lance Storm. Uh, fun fact, go to Jericho30.com. He's coming out with a new book called The Complete List of Jericho. I did not know this until recently. He has a detailed list of every single match he's kept um, that he's ever had. Mm-hmm. And I think he's had like 2,700 yeah. and some matches. So one of his books was based on that. It was like the 1,042 easy steps to becoming a world champion. Because at the time, like that's how many matches like went oh, to get to his world that. title. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. like his he won the world title on match 1042 or whatever that number is, right? Mm-hmm. The how to be a world champion in 1043 easy steps. Yeah, right. Yeah, so um I did end up watching this past week and uh I've never watched it before and I guess I was just so bored I ended up taking a shot on it and I'm glad I did. I watched the Saturday night special with Chris Jericho that he does on his own YouTube channel. And he was just Mm. taking um, 
uh, questions from fans all night about like who was the one that hit you the hardest or what was your favorite technical wrestler and all of that stuff. Uh, but he mentioned in his book, if you pre-order it, he did a 90 minute audio just talking about some of the highlights of his career where people, I guess, hashtagged a, a number, you know, Jericho book 30, or I don't know what the details are. Again, we don't fact check here, but if you did, you know, hashtag, uh, 728, he would look at what that number was. And in this pre order that you get the audio, he'd go, well, match 728 was against Rob Van Dam and ECW or whatever it is and give you a little, uh, side story to it. So check it out. Jericho 30.com. There's a free plug Jericho. I know you're listening. Uh, but yeah, so it was 30 years of Chris Jericho. He's this is what I, I think I said this on a previous episode. If he's not in everybody's at least top 10, you're not paying attention in pro wrestling. Right. Right. I mean, and, and you might even put him in your top. Five. I'm trying to think now he might be in top five territory now with this recent research with the AEW. Right. Well, I mean, he's just so amazing. Yeah. Go back to 2017 and his uh, emerging friendship with Kevin Owens and fast forward to 2020, you know, October 2020, and I don't know if there's a better run as pure entertainment. Again, I don't know if he's going to set the records of a Hogan, Austin, Rock, all of that stuff. Yeah, he's, pro- he's not the guy they're sending to the Tonight Show to talk about the big WrestleMania match, but he's the guy that nobody is going like, this is boring. Right, or they're just doing this because they need a good-looking main eventer. You know, there's a lot of times that John Cena was doing stuff where it was like, oh, he's just wrestling for the title again? Neat. Jericho, I feel, again, from 2017 to right now, I can watch in 2025, assuming that there's still a society, we'll see in November, um, that I can go back and say, like, God bless America. Wasn't that so cool that, you know, Jericho and Owens did the festival of friendship or Jericho did the pain maker match with Kenny Omega, new Japan. It was just, yeah. his stuff is so good right now. All throughout the show, all the celebrity. Uh, oh, that's Shaq, so fun. Gene Simmons, uh, Eli Roth. Uh, I love that. Uh, fluffy had Chavo on a zoom call. Yeah, just, why didn't Chavo just do his own? That made no <laughs> sense. That was like, that's like when well, old people go like, Hey, so I'm going to take a picture of my screen to send it to. He's like, just no, just screen capture yeah. your own screen. Yeah. Uh, I love the steel Panther guys. And he was like, wait, he's a wrestler. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. There was a lot of good mix of, mm-hmm. uh, out of the bubble celebrities like the Gene Simmons, like the Eli Roth. And then a lot of in the bubble kind of people, uh, like bully Ray and Chavo Ultimo Girl. dragon. Ultimo Dragon. Side note, if you've noticed this, um, peeking behind the curtain, New Japan fired their president that was supposed to, you know, expand into America, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be the greatest things and sliced bread for New Japan. Didn't pan out. They fired that guy. And now it seems like maybe New Japan and AEW have rekindled their relationship because that guy maybe was the person that was the the fork in making the road it, right mm-hmm. uh, making it difficult because uh, you had tanahashi on there uh lance archer or yep. or john moxley was talking about a match that they had they were talking about the match yep and they were using new japan um uh images so maybe yep. we're gonna see a new japan aw friendship again why we'll not see. yeah they should 
They should. I like it. It makes New Japan cool, and then it gives them, you know, if you have nothing for Lance Archer after John Moxley, well, send him against Tanahashi in New Japan. That'll be fun, right? So it gives them enough things to do while not burning on both ends of the candle in one promotion. All right, let's get into it. So it was the 30 years of Jericho. Kicked off with the FTW champion in an FTW championship match. Brian Cage taking on challenger Will Hobbs. And this, I tell you what, I talked about it a couple episodes ago. This was just two meaty men slapping meat. Slapping meat, baby. Loved it. A lot of meat slapping going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kicked it off, though, with JR getting Ricky Stark's name wrong. Calling him Ricky Skaggs. Why is dude? He was thing, dude. I know. I don't want to make fun of medical problems. I know he's had strokes, but I was starting to wonder. I was like, is he having another one tonight? Because he messed up stuff a hundred times throughout the night and would just say nonsense. The Jr. is getting bad. So the match, however, yeah, I mean, it was bound to be good. These guys are all awesome. As I mentioned, when we were talking about the style of Santos Escobar and Isaiah Swerve Scott, you know, they were doing moves that are impressive, but I think what's more impressive is if you're 270 pounds or however big these guys are, and you're doing the same moves and Brian Cage can do almost, it seems like any move that Santos Escobar can do. And so that was like very impressive to me. Uh, I thought Will Hobbs looked good. I thought this was a good showing for him. Obviously, they're pretty high on him backstage, it seems like, because they're putting him next to a John Moxley. They're obviously putting him in a match with Brian Cage, who is an established guy. Yep. Uh, I like this. This was really cool. Giving him this a title a st- shot, quote-unquote. Exactly. Yeah, we'll see where this FTW goes. Because, um, again... I don't know what it is. Is it like an? Is it like a secondary intercontinental championship? Like, is it the United Kinda, States Championship? It's the European title. Yeah, maybe is that. Um, it needs some more defending or some more explanation, and I think it needs to have challengers who fit that out of the box character. A Darby Allen, a John Moxley, if he ever loses the heavyweight championship or when right. he loses, you know, those kind of like almost like if raw underground had their own champion, this would be the FTW, like the AW version of that. It should be something right. where that is, uh, by the way, no raw underground for another week. guess that's a thing of the past. Uh, so the rumor mill says that they're kind of like, Hey, this is not doing anything. We're just going to end it. And yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with it too. Especially if that means less uh, Shane McMahon. All Could right, have been so something cool. To- Again, I would have tied it into, the retribution. I would have like worked it all and I would have had Shane leading it, trying to, you know, again, once again, take the company, right? Like, why isn't that a constant struggle? They tried to screw him before. Like he doesn't want to still steal the company from that. Like he doesn't want to run everything. He didn't want to run the empire. Yeah, sure. He does. Doesn't make sense. But anyhow, AEW, AEW where we're at, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're talking about here. Uh, So again, uh, FTW championship needs a little bit more establishing, but mm-hmm. I like that it was Will Hobbs getting this match. Uh, comes out on the losing end. Post-match, though, we see Taz uh, give Will Hobbs the offer. Hey, you want to join Team Taz? Darby Allen. this is the interesting note. Darby Allen jumps in before Will Hobbs can even give an answer and chases uh, Ricky Starks and, Will, and uh, Brian Cage out of the ring. And not to be 
you know, atta- too attached to my inner Vince Russo, I wanted Will Hobbs to take Darby Allen out and be like, nah, I'm taking that offer. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe we do a tag team match next week or the week after, and then Will Hobbs is like, hey, that's cool that we're doing this tag match. I don't like you. Yeah, <laughs> you know? you, you're like, weird, I like dude. those guys. Yeah. I don't want to wrestle with you. I Look at me. I lift weights. Up. So do they. You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. You have a yeah. skateboard. I hate You throw soup for my family? All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was the interesting part is that Will Hobbs never gave the no. And I think right. with AEW and how their attention to detail – I think maybe we're going to see They didn't even look better. back at Will Hobbs pretty much. They just were like, hey, Darby Allen, look at mm-hmm. him, and just kind of ignored. He could kind of be like, it wasn't it my question to answer? You just showed exactly. up with your skateboard and your yeah. half a painted face. Yeah. You ran out of paint? Yeah. And why Why do you think I need your help? Do you see how big my biceps are? You know? What are you wearing? Tights under your shorts? What is this, 1994? Get out of here, man. <laughs> exactly. We could see that. I hope that's where we go because Will uh, Hobbs – uh, He's so Team cool. Taz, Team Taz, I think the the way I would go if I was fantasy booking, as we take kind of a side note here, I think Ricky Starks doesn't necessarily fit the we build assassins. Yeah, I think if you had Team Taz with the traditional team of just big meaty men and it's Brian Slapping Cage and Will Hobbs, those guys almost yep. like an AOP, right? Where yes. it's like these big motherfuckers, and then Ricky Starks can either get kicked out of the group or just say like, Hey, I'm going to go challenge for the TNT championship and separate himself. I think that's where we kind of get some more defined, like, man, these motherfuckers, it could even help propel Ricky Starks. He could get kicked out of the group and he could overcome the twin towers of, you know, the meat slappers. That's their name. Yeah. Mm. The meat slappers. Love it. Love it. (laughs) All right. So the next match that we have up, uh, is another brush with greatness 20 minute match mm. 20 minute time limit match excuse me uh the mm-hmm. aw tag team champions ftr taking on the hybrid two hybrid two uh they're fun as far as their matches i don't know really what they are that's an indie act that i never heard of until they got to aw but they looked the part here they challenged really well ftr sold for them as if they were going to take the championships away from yeah. them uh, I like this match. This was good. Uh, had everything that you needed there. Um, but then post-match, uh, you get um, the Young Bucks. Let me talk about that. Let me talk about that. Okay. This is, again, going back to before AEW, why I didn't like the, the Young Bucks. And they were getting away from it for a little bit. And now they're doing the bullshit meta stuff that I hate. That is just, it's not funny. So we're supposed to take you serious as far as you're disgruntled, you're upset, you're going bad, going heel. Right. Yet you're going to do the stupid thumb, uh, you know, middle finger to the WWE and you're going to watch the TV screen but like over your shoulder, making fun of WWE an and angle, how they right. do that, right? Mm-hmm. And that would be fine if the storyline called for it. But you're supposed—I'm supposed to take you serious. You're not Colt Cabana, comedy wrestler. Bully Ray talks about this a lot in interviews. Like he goes, and this is why he's so good when he's a heel. He goes, "I'm a heel. I am not trying to come anywhere close to a catchphrase. I am not trying to get them to like anything. I don't want them to be like, oh, that was funny.'" No, I want them to be like, this guy 
fucking sucks. I hate this guy. And they're not doing that at all. Yeah. And and I get it, right? Oh, that's so funny. We're making fun of WWE. But you don't do And it that is. Right it there. is funny. That is funny that like they that is stupid that they set that up. But again, you've got to think of camera shot. How else are you going to encapsulate my face in the TV I'm watching in one shot? Yeah. Well, but, but but even more so, like, okay, let's all accept the, the premise that WWE shoots that wrong, right? Let's just say that's whatever, right? right. Oh, no one does that. Okay, cool. But if you're going to poke fun, do it in a comedy skit. But in this context, yeah. you're when you're the to be face, upset. that's great. Yeah. yeah, but you're upset that FTR are the champions and you want their championship belt. Like that spot would be more appropriate for Orange Cassidy as the camera is just going backstage and Orange Cassidy is just watching the 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 program that way. And you're like, oh, ha ha, like get it backwards, right? Yeah, that. But it, it's not appropriate when you're supposed to be this disgruntled right. jerk. Anyhow, right? And I'm supposed to start disliking you, but you can't make me laugh. Yeah, and, and it's only making me dislike you as as, as far as like I want to turn my channel. Not, oh, this guy's being Well, bad. to me, it's petty. I'm like, yeah, sure, nobody does that. And it's and it doesn't look right. But, like, again, when I go back to, well, how the fuck are you supposed to do it then, man? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, what do you guys do? Like, yeah, come on. Exactly. But post-match, after FTR retains their tag team championships, uh, we get uh, the Young Bucks super kicking the camera guy, which is still on brand because now they're super, super kicking Rev, super kicking Shivani, now a camera guy. Cool. The real funny part, though, and it wasn't roll on the ground laughing, you know, rewind it, watch it again. But we're still going with the weenies, the best friends who do this better than the Young Bucks are doing. The best friends have the shot of FTR dressed up as hot dogs, comes out, says, get it, the weenies. And that's, you know, that's funny. That's what that's how you do comedy in a serious manner. We get the announcement that next week. Uh, we get a world tag team championship match between FTR and best friends. I don't know. What do you think about this? Maybe we won't do picks. This is where you have to pull the trigger with best friends, right? You have to, you missed it earlier. You hit it now. FTR can get it back eventually. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't know. You, you could easily do this. You could have best friends win the championship by young bucks costing ftr the match yep then they make fun of ftr forever ftr is mad they forget about the best friends they fight this is the this is the match best friends take on the lucha brothers yeah take on a couple things and then let's just say because they haven't done it yet and we always have to do it for the first time ever then you can do a triple threat tag team championship match ftr best friends as the champions and then the young bucks but that you got, I think I I don't think they're gonna two do best it. friends with the titles. Come on, you have yeah. to do this. The you shirt have to do is, this. The shirt with Trent's mom and the van. Like you have to pull the trigger on the best friends. This is like this is Rusev Day. Do think of the guys. video? They could like they could be somewhere and they'd be like, "We gotta get to the show." Be like, "Mom, where's my ti- where's the titles, Mom? Where yeah. are the titles?" She'd yeah. be like, "I clean them. They're over on the like. Don't move the titles, Mom." <laughs> and like or they're if like they keep doing get... these Davies Place um, shows. You could have them walk to the ring, and then when the ref asks for the titles, they're like, 
and they check themselves. Yeah, and then like, you oh. hear a honk honk, and it's Sue <laughs> coming up to the arena. And it was like, you guys left this on the counter. You the time. Yeah. yeah, it's perfect. But this is what yeah, I'm saying. You know, for as much grief as we give WWE, and we have have done that years and years and years, this is Zack Ryder uh, Internet Championship. This is Rusev Day. This is uh, Daniel Bryan before you decided to go all in. Like, the best friends have the potential to be something. And I think that's when you got to pull the trigger. And I know FTR is undefeated, and what you want to do is FTR and Young Bucks. But right now, best friends, man. I love them. Right. I agree. All right. So after that, we got, what did we have here as I scrolling, scrolling, scrolling? Oh, let's get into it. One of the best AEW matches in their short history. We had the dog collar match for the TNT championship. Cody versus Mr. Brody Lee. Damn, this was physical. Side note, what I liked. It wasn't the four corners, you know, got to yeah. touch him to four corners. It was just, I'm going to kick your ass and we ain't leaving each other. Yeah, way better than the four corners thing. That was yeah. overdone. Yeah, this was God, rough. They were just uh, just beating each other, slicing each other. Uh, it was great. I am surprised at the ending. I That kind of took me back, but now I wonder if it was they want to put it on Orange Cassidy on the on the anniversary show, and they didn't want Orange Cassidy to take it off Brody Lee. This is a way Brody Lee could, you know, I mean, that's a formidable opponent who had a reason to die, dive all the way in, take it. And then, eh, you know, what's another thing? Cody loses the orange cast. You know what I mean? Like, here we go again. You know, Cody's bulletproof in that kind of aspect, right? I like that. That's a good idea. I think for as much as we want to say that AEW is not WWE as far as business practices and booking, mm-hmm. I do think with Cody being their uh, media representative. You know, if if ESPN Radio talks about AEW, they're going to interview Cody. You know, those type yep. of spots. I think with that Go Big show and the media that they're going to have to do with that, yep. I think they want to say, and next up, you know, talking about the Go Big show, the TNT champion, Cody, blah, 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 blah. So I think, Especially if they're like on TNT. He's the right. TNT champion. Right. And so I think for the promotion of the go big show and the promotion of AEW, you need to have him as the champion doing the morning shows in LA and New York and things like that. So again, I think they do need another mid card title. If this is just the media promo title. And I may be guessing there, but I'm just saying like, that's what I think. I think kind of what it feels like. This feels like this is the TBS owned, you know, title right yeah anything you do on these channels right yeah and i because you know uh here coming up in the next couple weeks burt kreischer who has a huge following most likely is going to have cody or snoop dogg or maybe both on his podcast talking about how much fun it was to shoot the go big show and to introduce him you'd want the tnt champion cody not just Cody. cody so I think he's going to keep this for a while. I don't know what happens with the Orange Cassidy. I thought that was pretty interesting that it was just instantly Orange Cassidy. Because in my book, uh, viewing this from a week-to-week basis, I mean, he got murdered by Brody Lee. That wasn't really a competitive contest. Right. I don't exactly know why he got the first shot. No, he just did. Yeah, he like, gets to come out and just. Yeah, I mean, he just did it. And to his credit, Cody was like, yeah, fucking bring it, you know. Uh, yeah. 
Post-match, though. So let me uh, back up real quick before I get to the post-match. Yeah, very physical. I like that they did a table spot during the ad break when mm. they did the picture-in-picture, picture, which yeah. shows you, like, anything can happen, right? It's not just, yep. uh, we got 10 seconds, okay, and we're back live. Go through the table. Table just, spot. Yeah, yes. it's just, we just do this. And that's what a wrestling match should be more like, and I like that they did that. Um but this promo post-match after Cody gets the victory, uh, regains the championship, man, you could hear the cracking in his voice. It seemed like it really was touching that he was able to do this in front of a live crowd again. Uh, very impactful. And then as, as we mentioned, Orange Cassidy comes up, gives a thumbs up. And I liked how Cody just gave the like all American thumbs up the mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know? So I thought this, I thought, again, this was an a plus segment from, start to finish with match included and post-match promo. Everything about this was great. The factions around, you got an Arn Anderson spine buster in there. Arn mm-hmm. Anderson almost got decapitated by Brody Lee four inches to the left, man. I think that's killing him. Like I thought it was great. Uh, this match had it all. I'm, I'm interested though, where the dark order goes after this. Hopefully this is the catalyst to like, all right, can we stop fucking around? Can we take over? AEW, like i want that dark it would order. be nice yeah so all right let's go down the match card more here after this well after this we got an interview segment i want to talk about uh kenny omega being interviewed backstage by yeah. um alvarez uh right alvarez is that his name yeah God, he sucks he's so bad marvez alex marvez 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 yes he's the worst employee <laughs> i mean maybe not as a person and maybe he does yeah, great just, backstage yeah, stuff it's not but good. on camera he's worse than jr good. and jr yeah. is bad but this we got see kenny omega we got to see kenny omega finally be like he's he's taking this personally too like he mentioned hangman adam page more than any other word that he mentioned in his yeah, whole he promo he's like yeah, we've got great singles competitors like Colt Cabana, and then we got great tag team competitors like Adam Page. And you yeah. never know who's gonna win. You're gonna you're gonna have this singles guy. You have other singles guy, a tag team guy like Hangman Adam Hangman Page. Adam Page, you know? yeah, yeah. And so yeah, this was the cracks of showing. Hey, no, 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 he shouldn't be in this either. Where Adam Page, was- these two are meeting in the finals, right? Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah, right. It seems as if could be a semifinals. Well, or see, I think the semifinals would be more interesting because then you go like, well, then who the fuck would win this? Because you, you're going in, as you just mentioned, this is either going to be Kenny Omega winning or Adam Page winning. But you can get three. You can get two matches out of one if you do the match in the semifinal. Then the next week, it's the finals match. The guy who lost, let's just say it's Kenny Omega, gets pissed, costs Hangman the match. Then you get a Hangman mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Omega match for the pay-per-view. Then you get the real number one contender versus the champion. And I got two matches out of one thing. So I don't know. It's really interesting. AEW still hitting home runs with their storylines. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. So then we got our five minute women's uh, match. Big Swole picking up a victory over Serena. Is it Deeb? D-E-E-B? Serena Deeb. Mm -hmm. Serena Deeb. This was good. But again, same spot each and every week. Serena Deeb is there, I think, to kind of be a coach, you know, and yeah. I think that's going to help because we've said this, like if they, not that like they have a weak division, but if they have a weak spot, it's this division. 
my criticism, and this has been my criticism, I feel like for the last few weeks though, it's the huge spot, huge match. Oh my God. Well, we need something to have them come down. Let's put in the women. This is yep. where there have always been each and every week. It was last week, uh, Dr. Britt Baker. This week it's uh, big swole. P- move them around, have them open up the show, have them as the second match. It's just right before the main event. We got to get that five minute women's match and let's get them out of there. That's my biggest criticism so far. My two biggest criticisms of AEW so far, and they're pretty glaring, but I'm still loving the promotion is one. The women's division just needs to be taken a little bit more serious. And two, and this may just be uh, you sign who you uh, are always around, but the lack of diversity, it's a bunch of white dudes. It's a bunch of white dudes. It you is know, a lot of white dudes. We talk about WWE never having a black champion until Kofi Kingston. And I know they've only been around a year, AW, but Scorpio Sky. Who who else could be champion right now? I mean, yeah. Will Hobbs got the FTW Hobbs, you know, yeah. ch- uh, challenge match, but like. Yeah, they don't have a whole lot. Yeah, you're right. The, the overwhelming majority of that roster is a bunch of white dudes. It's just a bunch of white guys wearing black T-shirts, you know? And I'm one right now, as you're seeing on the YouTube channel. Uh, but those are my two biggest criticisms of AEW. But going back to this, it's you can do this match in a different spot to make me take notice instead of right before the main event. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... But I liked, you know, I liked. Uh, oh, it was fine, but it just it's rinse and repeat, right? Don't you feel that way? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the match was fine, but it just kind of, uh, yeah. There's no story here. I mean, they they did establish again, like Swole's the number two, I think. So I mean, it's and I love yeah, it's a good song. win, but it is filler. It felt like filler. Right. All right. So let's get into it now. Here was the celebration of the 30 years of Jericho. It was a tag team yeah. match. It was um, Luther and Sir Serpentico Chaos Project. Chaos theory. Yeah, yes. Chaos Project, right? Chaos Project. There's uh, Josephine the Wonder Dog, as you can hear. Uh, mm. She was excited about this match. Taking on the inner circle of Jake Hager and who this whole night was for, Chris Jericho. Tag team match. Obviously, uh, Luther maybe lost a step or two. But it was still fun that these old guys were just in there beating up on each other. Uh, well, this is like old this buddies, match. right? He's giving them his spot. Like, hey, man, I want you here on this night. We've been, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it was good. Uh, the inner circle, Jake Hager, uh, Chris Jericho, pick up the victory as expected. Uh, the big fun here, I thought, came from the post-match. MJF uh, interrupts Jericho giving his speech to the fans. He was almost a babyface this night, talking about how – Happy he was yeah. that everyone was here for him, yada, yada, yada. MJF <laughs> comes out. Yeah. It's pretty good. MJF uh, gives him a clown. Uh, Chris Jericho hates clowns. Damn near killed the guy with the Judas effect. A spinning back elbow can knock you out, like legit. Shoot. Oh, yeah. And I thought he did. Well, I, I like how MJF said, uh, Jacksonville, count down if you know how <laughs> with me. We're starting to five. <laughs> I didn't catch so... that line. <laughs> yeah, he was like, count down with me if you know how. We're starting at five. Four. <laughs> like, oh, he's so great. good. 
Just, yeah, because I think it even popped Jr. Like you heard him chuckle. He's like, yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great line. I yeah. like that. That's really good. I didn't yeah. catch that uh, first mm-hmm. viewing. Um, so yeah, MJF comes out. He brings him a clown. Uh, then he brings him a giant picture of himself. Uh, Jericho looked to have hated what he got, but then he kind of laughed it off. Then we got what I thought was low key. Now, maybe if I watch it again, that line might be my favorite thing. From the <laughs> right. night. But when I watched it initially, the first viewing, my favorite thing was the scrolling credits of every camera person, every director and producer was Chris Jericho. Like it was some sitcom. Well, that was Excalibur was even, finale. he goes, Jericho does camera four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can tell AEW has a lot of fun. Like those lines is what mm-hmm. makes AEW really good. Uh, and again, when used correctly, because even though that young buck spot is a good uh, wink nod to a pro wrestling fan, it just wasn't appropriate. Anyhow, going back to this, um, I was telling you about this off off air before we started recording. I think this is going to be where we see MJF takes over the inner circle. What do you think? Obviously, they're slow playing something here, but what do you think happens? I, I would hope they do. I think it could help MJF get further than it's going to. I mean, Jericho, there is nowhere further for Jericho to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, anything else at this point that he does would be what they've already done, right, with the inner circle, right? They've told the jokes. They've won the matches. They've beat the people up. Mm-hmm. So maybe, yeah, maybe it is time that he's no longer in the inner circle. Like, the whole time this was your inner circle? No, you're not in the circle anymore, right? right. And he kind of, yeah, I like that. Like, let's, he's slowly endearing himself. Jericho brings him along. And then he, speaking of Judas, right? Mm. yeah right like it's perfect he's the judas yeah uh what i mentioned to you off air and what i'll mention to the listeners uh and viewers is uh when the rock did this the rock gave farouk a picture of himself as a gift but then the rock took over the nation of domination jericho loves the rock right and we could see this play out in 2020 where mjf gives jericho a picture of himself now the other key is he still has not gave that jacket to Sammy Guevara. So what I was theorizing is MJF takes over the inner circle with uh, Santana Ortiz and Jake Hager and Wardlow. And then Jericho gets kicked out. And then as Jericho gets kicked out with every fun sitcom, right? Like in any sitcom that you see, the boss gets fired. It's always the secretary goes with them or, mm-hmm. you know, his right hand man goes with them. And if you're looking at the inner circle, the tightest relationship, at least that we've been told on screen, is La Sex Gods, Sammy Guevara, and and Chris Jericho. So they could, you know, kick Chris Jericho out. Week or two goes by. Yeah, Chris Jericho's kicking crying him out. in the corner. Sammy Guevara then goes and joins him. I got it. They're kicking him out. Jericho's throwing a face like, you can't do this to me. And he's like, you guys won't stand for it. And he's like, Jake, come on. You come with me. And Hager's like, no. And he's like. Santana Ortiz, come on, you're not gonna do this. And they're like, nah. And he's like, Sammy, a buddy. And he like starts sweet talking him with all the things they've ever done. You see Sammy like torn, like a dog trying to figure out which owner to go to. And then finally he runs to Jericho and they hug. And you know what I mean? Like it would, yeah, it could be so fun. And the jacket could be the thing that gets Jericho to get Sammy to go with him, right? He's so got him a way, jacket, right? <laughs> yeah. So the way that everyone says no 
to Chris Jericho is by putting on the jacket, right? So Chris Jericho, you know, MJF has Wardlow give Jericho the instructions of you're out, right? Because he wouldn't do it himself. So Wardlow mm-hmm. goes to Chris Jericho and says, hey, Chris, I know this door's locked. It's because you're not in the inner circle anymore. And he's like, what? what? And then the guys come out from the locker room and they're all wearing jackets, right? And so it's, hey, Jake, what? why aren't you with me? Why aren't you with me? And he turns his back and it's his last name in inner circle. And then he leaves off camera. And then same with Santana and Ortiz. And then Sammy walks out and he doesn't have that jacket. And Chris Jericho does like what you says. Hey, man, remember the sex gods? Remember all this? Hey, you don't even have a jacket. And Sammy yeah. Guevara looks and looks at them and you do the shot of them staring at Sammy and then do the shot of uh, Sammy looking at Jericho. And then he goes, yeah, man, you're right. And then they walk off and, you know, plot their revenge. And MJF is like, hey, he was a weak link. That's why he never got a jacket. And, you know, Santana Ortiz, Jake, and then Wardlow puts on his jacket and there's your inner circle. That would be cool. It would be cool. I'm all for it. We should do yeah. that. But yeah, See, 30 years of Jericho. Uh, first of all, it is amazing. And then this, without them having all that WWE footage to use mm-hmm. and WCW footage, they did a great uh, play on this. And it wasn't just the whole time I thought, well, Jericho's going to get, somebody's going to beat the shit out of him. Right? And that didn't happen. It was a slow play to an angle that's going to get a payoff later. And I think that sometimes is what you need for a standalone show, right? Because uh, there were probably people that, heard 30 years of Jericho maybe remembered his name from 2000 Y2J comes in to tune into this episode because of promotion and then goes like well what's that about and maybe they're going to tune in next week because fun fact next week they're going to do their one year anniversary show where they have a heavyweight championship match between John Moxley and Lance Archer side note didn't mention that in the rundown here we got promos from Lance Archer and John Moxley as I mentioned John Moxley playing up Lance Archer's catchphrase of maybe you beat me, but you're going to have to take it off this, off my cold dead body. And as you say, he's like, I know everybody dies. I know it may happen every time. So I've just got to go out there every time. Like, Hey, it may happen. So I'm going to try to make it not. Yeah. And Lance Archer talking about their history. Again, what I said earlier in the show, using that new Japan pro wrestling footage. Go ahead. Well, it was good. I I liked that This got Archer his own talking time. This wasn't, Robert's talking for him and mm-hmm. it was it was all very straightforward very coherent and and it fit well like I thought this did real good for Lance Archer moving forward because what if, I mean Jake Roberts might not be around forever but this character of Lance Archer is working right this murder hawk well destroy everybody and the more reps you can give Lance Archer doing his own promo the more you may not need Jake Roberts and again everybody dies would mean so does this motherfucker to the right of me, you know? And so mm-hmm. you can get rid of Jake Hager once yeah. Lance Archer gets some more reps under him and gets more comfortable in the mic or on, you know, promos like this. Uh, another solid episode. And like we just mentioned, next week is their one year anniversary. You've got a tag team championship match, best friends in FTR. You got a heavyweight championship match. Uh, with uh john moxley and lance archer you got an nxt champion or not nxt a tnt championship match with cody versus orange cassidy i mean this is pay-per-view quality right here Mm -hmm. uh we'll see what happens again let's push some more female talent right i just mentioned three title matches you know who i didn't mention uh no (laughs) sheeta at least not not that i've seen maybe it's somewhere on a promotion but they didn't talk about it during the show 
hey, if you're going to have three of the four titles, maybe the three, one of them should be the women. Maybe. I don't know. And again, looking at the match card, that's a bunch of white guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So whole lot of them. Uh, let's let's push some for let's push for some more diversity here, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but again, I love AEW. Like I said, for my birthday, I got the beanie. I got a T-shirt. Love everything AEW's doing. The two hours flies by each and every week. Even to my wife, Emily said, "Like we're already at the main event." And I was like, "We are already at the main event." Because mm. sometimes she'll be reading or doing her own thing and raw, and she'll be like, "God, it's still the second hour." I go, "Yeah, we have one more hour of this shit." Uh, not the case with AEW. Love it, love it, love it. I love it too. So yeah, I think it was a good week of wrestling and uh, I'm excited for where we're going from here and I don't have anything else to add. What about you? Well, so we got some things to look forward to. As we mentioned, we're recording this on a Thursday night. So Friday night starts the draft. Monday night ends the draft. So we'll do a recap of that. And then again, Wednesday night is going to be the one year anniversary show of AEW. Three title matches, possibly four. Hopefully they put Sheeta in there with someone. Uh, so we got a lot of good stuff to look forward to. I tell you what, positive and patient. Uh, yeah. It's not hard to be patient right now because I'm pretty positive about everything. All right. And one last thing that we have to look forward to, another year of Tom. Hey. The Spanish announce table.